Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be freed up to pursue your true life's purpose. I'm your host, Leo Sabo, and with me is... Hey, everyone. It's David Thompson. David, this is a monumentous occasion, at least for us, because it's our first episode. And we're excited because we've been talking about doing this show for quite a while. Let's uh, begin with just a brief introduction, who we are, why we started this podcast. Why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I would love to. I am super excited for us to begin this work. Uh, There are so many things, I think, that are inside of us that we've talked about that we want to get out and that we want to share and that we want to help people with. And so for me, uh, it started probably around eight years ago. I took a course at the church on finances, and it just rocked my world. I had no idea what I didn't know. I think that's what blew me away. I went to business school. I grew up in a nice middle-income family. Um, You know, I had the basics in life, but I had never learned anything on finances. And so funny enough, it was at the church that I first started this journey. From there, have read tons of books, listened to tons of uh, audio and, and done everything I can to absorb this because as I was going through that first course, uh, I saw people all around me, people that I respected, people that I really wanted to be like when I grew up. I was looking at them. And as we go further and further into the class, uh, we began to open up and share. And a lot of the people that I was looking at who looked like they had it together, they had nice cars, they lived in nice areas. Uh, they had made a bunch of financial mistakes early on, and it really held them back. It really slowed them down. And although they looked great on the outside, they were actually struggling. And if someone had just shared a few basic things early on in their journey, it would have radically altered their finances and their lives. And so that's what we want to do. That's why I'm here. Uh, I can't wait to share and uh, hear a little bit more about what you have to say, Leo. Yeah. So for me, my journey started literally 24 years ago this year. And what prompted me to to even look at my finances, what's, what prompts most people to look at their finances, that it was a big mess. And my wife and I were about four years into our marriage, and we had decided to you know, do better because there were so many arguments that we were having over finances. And you know, I, I relate so much to, uh, to what people are going through because I myself have, have started literally in a, in a position where uh, I had nowhere else to look but up. And the the great thing about finances is that no matter how bad you are off, you can always get better. Uh, no matter how old you are, how young you are, where you are in life, if you start doing the right things, it gets better. And that's what my wife started doing. We we just began to put a plan in place. We started seeing some very specific um, measurable accomplishments. We paid off credit card debt. And we'll talk more about the details of that in future podcasts. But it changed our life. It changed our marriage. It changed the way we communicated with each other. And the money fights were no longer fights. They were just, you know, uh, cooperation, which who doesn't want that in their marriage, right? To talk about money in a calm, uh, cooperative way. And uh, that was amazing for us uh, because it's really the only area of our marriage that really we struggled in. Once we started, you know, managing money differently, we started having uh, the benefit of that. And as we did that, uh, more and more people noticed a difference in the way we were living, in the way we were managing our money, and, uh, and just the, the, the home life we had. And we, we were being asked, how do you guys do this? And uh, we started showing up and showing people how to do it. And in the long run, uh, we really ended up helping a lot of people to learn how to manage money. And as I did that, I fell in love with it. It made such a difference in my life that, and I saw it make a difference in other people's lives that I just wanted to repeat that. 
And uh, over time, I started uh, getting involved in teaching more and more people. I also started doing that at my church, counseling people. My pastor was happy to let me do that and because he didn't know how to handle people who were struggling financially. And uh, ultimately, it, it, uh, it just became a focus of my life because I saw it make such a tremendous impact in my life and other people's lives. Yeah, I love that. I think it was really interesting for me because I had just recently graduated from business school when I took that first financial course and I, I had a good income and, and I knew that I needed to deal with the debt from college. I knew that I needed to learn some basic financial skills, but because I'd not learned it anywhere else, it, it was such an eye opener for me. But my wife and I now, Ashley, we've been married for five years. At the time, we went through the course while we were just dating. <laughs> and that caused us to come together in unity on the way that we handled our finances. And Leo, I can tell you that we have never had a major money argument or issue in our finances. Uh, of course, there's some times where maybe some things in my background or the way that I view things are going to be a little bit different than the way that she does. But the fact that we came together and understood and learned together this topic, it's radically changed the way that we communicate. And we, uh, I love it. We've never had any major issues on finance. See, that's really exciting to me, David, because Although I started and struggled with a lot to get to the point where I could do something about that, I had a desire to do so. But I love the fact that you guys never went through that, that you avoided all those mean things that you would have said to each other and all this stuff that, that would have just been no good. No, it wouldn't have added any benefit to, to your marriage. And for you guys to start off with this money thing, getting it right, right from the beginning, even before you said, I do, um, I think it's going to be a huge blessing, has already been, but will be, yeah. continue to be a blessing. And then you pass that on to your kids, which is something my wife and I were able to do. So our kids have never um, battled this this financial thing. They've never paid credit card debt. They've never bounced a check. You know, they never felt the the sting of debt hanging over their head. And I and I am so grateful for that. And that's really the, the motivation I think both you and I have is to see people either avoid it altogether, right, like you guys have, yep. or recover from it get to a place where where they can have their money work for them instead of working against them. And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today in the episode, we're going to talk about how you know money touches every area of our life and impacts it in very, very specific ways, three areas of our life, uh, our relationships, which we talked a little bit about, but also our work and our lifestyle. And I think what's difficult for people today is to figure out what, how should I live? Like, how much money do I need? And, and is it ever enough? And it seems like it never is. We can look back 10 years ago and say, I was making half what I was making, what I'm making today. But yet, I'm still struggling today. And yet, you know, I've got twice as much money. How's that possible? And sure, the cost of living goes up. But honestly, without a plan, without understanding how to manage money, uh, and understanding the impact it has on our life, it's really difficult to stay on top of it. So our show, what we want to do is to talk about these things so that we educate, and then we inspire people to action, to do something different, to do something that will yield the kind of results that they really want. And really, I think at the core of everything that we want to do is to help people to um, go from just looking at their feet and taking one step at a time trying to survive, but uh, really to get free, to get rid of the debt, to get to a place where they are financially uh, have peace and have freedom so they can look up, see the horizon, and begin to pursue the things that they're really called to do. Where right now, they may not even be able to look up and understand what they're really meant to do. 
And uh, that's really, I think, the biggest passion that I have is to help people fulfill their purpose. And I want money to be out of the way. I want money to be a tool they use, not something that gets in the way of their real purpose. Yeah, I think that's one of the unique things about getting money right and what we're doing here is that we recognize that there are unique things that are inside of each person, that you have things that you love to do. As you're listening to the show, there might be things that, that you wish you could be doing at this moment, but you can't because finances are holding you back. And so our role is to help you get your finances to the place where you can pursue the passions and dreams and things that have been put inside of you that you wake up in the morning and say, I wish I could do this. I wish I could step into that. And so uh, let's talk about some of the reasons for starting this podcast, just the general lack of education on money in society. And I think you've probably probably heard some of these statistics, but if you have a credit card, the average household with a credit card has over $16,000 in credit card debt. Uh, the average car or the average home with a car loan has a $28,000 car loan. So if you have a car loan on average it's a $28,000 car loan, mortgages over 172,000 on average for the house. Uh, and and the symptoms of this uh, in our lives come out in the area of stress and physical symptoms. So there are actual uh, medical diagnoses that we've seen both uh, migraines um, depression, fear, worry, anxiety, uh, these symptoms that we've seen attack people, Leo. And I think those are some of the main reasons that we're so passionate about this, the lack of education and the fact that very quickly you can see a major shift in someone's life. Absolutely. Uh, the statistics are really, really discouraging. Uh, recently, uh, CareerBuilder did a study where they, um, I forget how many people they polled, but they found that 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And that's an incredible, astounding number to me that almost 80% of people are just getting by. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been our experience. We've, we've counseled a lot of people over the years, and it's been our experience that most people don't have literally any savings, Not certainly not enough to get through an emergency. So it's true. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And the worst thing is that they're not just surviving. It would be one thing if they just maintained at that level. But because they don't have a good plan, because they have no idea of how to do this and really are, are overwhelmed by the situation, when an emergency comes, what's the default? It's a credit card. Right. And right. because they don't have the means to pay it off, that just adds to their problems. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's certainly one of our greatest motivations is to help people understand that even though education hasn't been part of our background, we were not taught to do this in school or from even from our parents, but it's not too late. That education is available, and that's part of what we want to do is to add value, help people understand how to do this. It is doable, right? Mm -hmm, we've done it, mm -hmm. and we've seen the results of it, and we want to share that. And also, as we go through this with the different episodes and everything we're going to share, we're going to share the ups and downs that we go through. Just yeah. because we have a plan doesn't mean we don't have challenges. We all do. It's life. It's unpredictable. But if you're prepared, you can weather those storms very easily. It's not going to knock you down. It's not going to destroy your life. It's just a bump in the road and you keep going. And that's what we want to do is to help people with that. Yeah. So another one of the reasons that we wanted to start this was just the fact that you and I, in talking, we felt like we had so much to share. There's mm -hmm. so many things that uh, I think we've done over the years. We've co-taught classes together. We've counseled people one-on-one. -on -one. And, and when you put together your 24 years of experience, Leo, and my eight years of experience, 
you've got over 10,000 hours Hmm. of deliberate practice in this area. So Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Outliers, and one of the chapters he talked about how to become an expert in something, you've got to spend a lot of time in it. And he put the number out there of 10,000 hours, and he got it from Anders Ericsson. And Anders Ericsson, he says it's not just experience, but it's deliberate practice. And so I think that's what you and I have been doing for a long time. I don't know that I'm quite to 10,000 hours. I did a little calculation. I said, well, what if I'm doing 20 hours a week, 50 weeks a year? That's 1,000 hours a year, maybe eight years of experience in this. And I can tell you that I have put in at least 20 hours a week in this area. Mm. And so I'm excited. I'm probably at 8,000. You're probably closer to 20,000. But uh, between the two of us, I feel like we've got a lot to share. And so that's why we're excited that you're joining us. Yeah, I mean, we're we're experts in a very basic thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not because, you know, we have a formal education or degrees behind our background, which, which is exciting for me as people are listening to this podcast, because it doesn't mean that they have to, you know, spend 10,000 hours to get good at this. We've made it our life's purpose to share what we've learned, but you don't have to do that if that's not your passion. But if you do understand how to manage money, it'll make a big difference. And my hope is that what we share... I hope that it'll encourage people, but also give them that sense of if he dug himself out of a huge hole, then I can do the same. Yeah. And that's really why we talk about this show, not just being education, but inspiration. We need people to rally behind us, to support us, to hold us accountable, and to help us walk this out. Sometimes it's a difficult journey, but it's doable. And that's what's exciting to me is that I know that as people listen, as people apply some of the things that we're going to talk about, I know the end result will be financial freedom. Yes. And that's exciting to me. That's that's why I do what I do. Yes. And 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 like you said, this is something that we are super passionate about and we have kind of dedicated our lives to growing in this area and sharing it with others. Uh, but that happened because we learned the basics. So I, I worked for five years as the marketing manager for a forensic engineering company. But the whole time I was doing that, I was learning the basics of money And that allowed me to step into my true passion, which is sharing this message with other people. And so now what I do full time for work is sharing this and working with others in this area. But I was only able to do that, to step into my passion and into my calling, as I would say it, is by getting money right. And because I got money right on the front end, I was able to do what I love to do every single day. And so that's our passion for you is that you would get money right on the front end with some basic, simple skills and some practical, uh, very technical things as well, but that you would get money right and then you'll be able to step into your passion as well. Absolutely. So let's start with just talking about the main reason why we want to do this particular podcast. What's this episode about? Well, we want to talk about how money impacts our life. You know, both the positive and the negative. Because knowing and understanding money is half the battle. For us to understand what money was created to do, how we use it in our lives to, you know, create uh, positive things in our life, to help us to accomplish the things that we want to do is important. But also to understand the negative sides of money. Because there are some negatives. There are some pitfalls when it comes to money. So we want to talk about how money impacts our life and look at three specific areas that money touches. And, you know, uh, I love this saying by Zig Ziglar. He said, money isn't everything, but it ranks right up there with oxygen. You know, no, it's not the most important thing in life, but it's not something we can ignore. Um, there's so many sayings in our society that talk about, that, that emphasize money. You know, money is the root of all evil, or, um, you know, money's king, cash is king. You know, we hear all these sayings, but when we look around, we realize no matter where you are, 
what you're doing. Money is a part of it, right? Every single day we spend it and we make it. Absolutely. So we need to figure out how do we do this right? How do we get money in its rightful place in our lives so that it does not become an unhealthy focus? It becomes the very thing that helps us to do everything that we want to do. So let's let's begin with just talking about how money touches uh, and impacts our relationships. One of the important things in my life is my marriage. My life isn't right unless my relationship with my wife is right, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what I'm pursuing. It seems like no matter what we take on, the meaning and the real purpose for everything that we do is the people around us. Yeah. And for me, as I shared earlier, my motivation to understanding and learning about money, how to do it better, how to get it right, was because I wanted to fix this area of my marriage. Our communication was was not good when it came to money because we came from different backgrounds. One, we were two different types of people. I was a man, she was a woman. That alone is a challenge, right? We think differently, we approach everything differently. And for us, we had to understand not just the choices we make, but also why we make those choices. And in looking a little deeper into the choices that we were making, I'm what Dave Ramsey would consider or call a geek, and my wife's a free spirit. I like to look at the numbers. I want to know exactly where we're going. I like to put everything to the penny. She's not that way. She's a big picture person. So you can see how even that would be frustrating to me if I didn't understand how she's wired and how uh, how she thinks about money. And uh, over the years, we've figured out how to find balance in that. I manage it, but she's fully aware of what's going on. She's a willing and cooperative partner, not somebody that I'm dragging along to do this with me. So it's important that we understand how money impacts our relationship and how we can really set it up in such a way that it actually adds value. It allows us to, to do things together, which keeps our relationship strong and healthy. Yeah, I love that. And Uh, One of the things that Ashley and I have found to be super, super helpful is just working together on the budget and agreeing on the budget at the beginning of the month, coming together in agreement on where the money is going to go before we spend anything. And so I know that we'll continue to do some classes on budgeting and uh, some shows that go a little bit deeper into that topic. But the communication, there's been studies that show that, you know, the number one issue in marriage is communication because we come from different backgrounds. uh, We have different experiences. And so communication is the number one issue. But what's the number one issue that we have a struggle communicating about? Well, it's typically finances. (laughs) And so if we can get this area of our lives right, it really opens up a, a lot of healthy things in our relationships and not just in marriage, but with our friends. I've seen a lot of people as they go through the courses that you and I put together or as we sit down and counsel them, they learn how to say no. They learn when they can step in and do something with their friends and when they can't. Uh, they, they have the opportunities to set things in advance that actually create healthy boundaries for their lives and are an example for other people as well. And so just learning to say no because they're held accountable to the budget or to another friend who's walking with them in their finances, uh, it impacts every area of our lives. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about single folks that are listening to to this episode. And money, money is such an important aspect of the social life of a single person, right? Everything yeah, that you do, yeah. um, you're hanging out at Starbucks, you're going to a coffee house or, or any anything that you do, money's always at the center of it. And I've counseled, I don't know how many people that were single, um, but I can tell you that their biggest struggle is how can I manage the money I have in such a way that I can still have a social life, right? I mean, I yep. want to have a social life. I'm either looking to get married or I want to have good friends around me. And the the way the lifestyle of the single people are is that they socialize, but you know they don't just get together at their own homes. They get together in public places, and 
And uh, there's always a cost involved with that. Many times there is. So having a plan, learning, as you said, to to know when to say yes and, and how much to say yes to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to have coffee. It's okay to go to to hang out with your friends at, at places that where you can buy a drink or 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 you know a snack or or something, whatever, a meal. It's okay to do that. But if you do that in a context of a, an actual plan where you know how much you have and you can designate it to it, then you know when you can say no and you can know when you can say yes. And that keeps you connected to those relationships and, and allows that value to be in your life, but it doesn't wreck you financially. Right. And it gives you a future. Right. And that's important. And that's the, the thing that I know, because uh, our daughters were both young adults for many years before they recently got married, and they expressed this, this challenge. Like, Dad, how can I hang out with friends when my eating out budget is so small? And I say, honey, if it's an important thing to you, it's a priority, then you have to adjust for it. Yeah. And and sometimes it's okay to tell your friends, you know what, I'll, I'll come and sit down with you at the restaurant, but I'm going to bring a lunch. Here's the thing that I know is that when you do that, when you take a stand for being financially healthy, yes. other people will notice, and you may actually even influence them to make some choices in their lives that will help them to get on the right path as well. So it's good all the way around, but most important that we wanted to communicate is just this this notion is this this reality really that money touches our relationship and getting our money right is really allowing us to improve our relationship and to have better relationships yeah and not just with friends not just in our marriages but also with family uh, one of the things that I, I often work with people through is just planning out their gift giving and how many birthdays there are in their family what's going on at Christmas and learning to have those conversations in advance with people, uh, sitting down and talking to their extended family and saying, what are we going to do as a family when it comes to Christmas? What are we going to do at birthdays? Are we going to go out to eat? Are we going to do gifts? Are we going to do a huge thing? Are we going to do both? Sometimes the, the family can afford the gifts, but then they can't afford to also go to an expensive restaurant. And so there's got to be a, a kind of a family conference where we come together and agree what we're going to do. And so just like Leo said, as you begin to set some of these healthy boundaries in your life, it becomes noticed by others and it can help other people in the family that might be needing it even more than you and you don't even know it. Right, right. So let's, let's move on to the second area that money touches uh, and impacts, and that's work, our work life. We said earlier that 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck, but there's another statistic, and that's it's that 80% of people who are working today for at a job would quit if money wasn't an issue. In other words, they are literally working for money. They don't like their job. They would quit if they had an, you know, if they yep, had an opportunity. Yep, they're not yep. fulfilled in it. But they're sticking it out simply because they need to pay bills. And I understand that. And I am not in any way uh, in, insensitive to it. It's, it's a reality. Money, right. money plays an important part. But I don't want to work for money. You know, no, I, I want to, no. and, I, and I'm, I think I'm speaking for many people. I want to have, a, you know, a reason to get up in the morning. I want to do something that, that gives me life. And sure, I needed to compensate me well so I can continue to keep doing it. But money can literally keep me captive to a place that I'm not happy with or, or in a position or a career uh, that, you know, it's just literally sucking the life out of me. So it's important for us to understand how money touches our life. And uh, loving your job is, is part of what you want. It's part of what we're created to, to experience, you know, and the fulfillment of being able to, to get up every day and be excited about what we're doing. 
And it's, it's something that we want for you. It's something that we want to be able to communicate over time in the podcast that you can learn how to transition careers if you're not in something that's a fit for you. Uh, we want to show you where to learn new job skills. We want to show you how to communicate with your oversights or your supervisors, how to communicate that you are uh, one of the best employees on staff and that maybe it's time that you're promoted, how to communicate that. What does that look like? What are some of the key indicators that you can share that will impress the people around you and cause you to move up in the organization or might cause you to be extremely attractive to other organizations that you're passionate about? We want you to be operating at your highest potential so that you can step into the things that you love to do. And so that's something I'm excited that we'll get into later on in the podcast as well. So then the third area is lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle is a difficult um, thing to understand or to choose because most people are looking around and seeing other people and we can't help but compare our lifestyle or how we live uh, to other people. So when it comes to lifestyle, what is the right lifestyle? I mean, how do you determine whether where you're living, the house you're in, the car you're driving, the clothes you wear, the people you hang out with and what you do, whether that's right for you? And I'm excited about really diving into that a lot more in future episodes because really there's a lot of clues for us as in what lifestyle we should choose. And I think everybody comes to the, a place where they understand what lifestyle they should live and what they're happy with. So I'm excited about diving into that a little bit more. Uh, David, why don't you share a little bit about your thoughts on on how lifestyle is affected by by money? Well, I think this is funny because most people, they, they never struggle to live a lifestyle that is um, double their income. But I think everyone struggles to live a lifestyle that is under their income. And that's something that we find if somebody earns $40,000 a year, they're typically living on $44,000 a year. If somebody earns $80,000 a year, they might be spending eighty-five. dollars And so it's not that we struggle with, oh, I earn fifty and I'm spending $100,000. It's that I earn fifty dollars and I'm spending fifty-two. And mm-hmm. if I spend that extra $2,000 every year for five years, now I'm $10,000 behind. And you don't feel it at first. That's the funny thing is that you can live a lifestyle that's slightly beyond your income for several years before you feel the pinch. And then one day a job loss occurs, uh, maybe there's not an emergency fund in place, and all of a sudden you really feel the weight of some of those decisions that you've made before. So we're gonna look at lifestyle. We're gonna help you maximize your lifestyle on your income. We're gonna give you tips and tools to, to enjoy, to find your joy not in money, but to use money in the best way possible to set yourself up to do the things that bring you the highest levels of joy. There have been studies that show that just having a little bit of savings in the bank Mm. is a huge indicator of something that brings peace, that brings um, contentment and joy to your life. Just having a little bit of savings, just that margin, uh, knowing where the money is going brings another level of peace and joy to your life. Uh, But Funny enough, or obvious enough, I guess, is that they've done these studies and those are 80% key indicators and 75% key indicators, but the number one indicators are the quality of your relationships. Mm. And so, yeah. so yeah, we're going to talk about money, but we're also going to lean into how, just like we've already talked about a little bit, is how the money affects our relationships and we want to build those strong relationships. So the money's important, but there are things that are more important as well. Yeah, money does not take the place of fulfillment or happiness in our lives. Money is literally just a tool that helps us to do life. 
So uh, it's something that that we're going to talk a lot more about, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But we wanted to touch on these three things: the, just the importance of of how money touches our relationships, our work life, and our lifestyle. And just to wrap it up, uh, David, why don't you just give us kind of a last statement on how important money is and and this impact that it has on our life. Yeah, well, we just want to say, remember, it affects your relationships, your work, and your lifestyle. And so getting money right, we're going to be walking with you for a long time to come. Now, Leo and I, we we like to consider ourselves experts in the financial arena because of our experience, but this is our first podcast ever. So (laughs) bear with us. We're learning. We're growing. We're so excited to be with you. And we're just asking that you'll join us on this journey because we want to walk together for a long time to come. So thank you for joining us uh, for this episode on how money impacts our life. We encourage you to keep listening. Learn all you can, not just from us, but from every area. We'll have books, we'll have uh, videos, we'll have other things in the future that we want to share with you that will help you grow. Uh, And our next episode is going to be on creating a financial plan for your life. So what does that look like? Uh, It sounds complicated. It sounds like a huge, huge elephant to attack. But we've got some basic things that you can do that will set a basic financial plan for your entire life, where to go, what are some of the steps, and how to walk that out in a really effective manner. And so it's going to impact a bunch of areas of your life, and we're glad you're with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. We're excited that you're part of this. And if you enjoyed this episode and it was beneficial to you, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast. You can get on iTunes and and subscribe. Write us a review. When you do that, it helps make the podcast easier for people to find. And last, please don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or or family member that might be able to benefit. And uh, we look forward to having you join us next time. And as David said, we're going to talk about creating a financial plan for your life. And together, we're going to keep getting money right. That's the funny thing is that you can live a lifestyle that's slightly beyond your income for several years before you feel the pinch. My motivation to understanding and learning about money, how to do it better, how to get it right, was because I wanted to fix this area of my marriage.